you're fabulous. You ready? Drink anyone? Maybe if you show a little bit Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend. I would know you. You're a tequila lover. You're a desperate party. You're the first. Welcome to your Such a Catch. I'm your host, Erin. Thanks for tuning in. I wish all relationships felt this natural. Since you're such a good listener, I feel like I can continue peeling off the layers and allow myself to be even more vulnerable. And as much as I want to quit talking about the past and start focusing on the present, I feel like I need to give you a little more insight into how I got here. Where's here? Singleville. Sweet AF. (laughs) If you tuned in last week, you heard me tell the story of how I met Destiny, my ex-husband. And if you are my mom, as she put it, you got an education on teabagging. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, actually, we'll have to thank Samantha Jones for that one. Talking about the past is interesting. I don't do it often. In fact, I think I may subconsciously block it out, but the fun part about revisiting the past is seeing how far you've come. Personal growth is a big focus of mine. I strive every day to be a better version of myself, mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's not easy. Recently, all this talk about my former life must have sent some sort of vibe into the universe because destiny has been calling me, and I'm not talking about fate. I don't want to bore you with the minutiae, but I do want to give you some insight into our wedding, our honeymoon, and where things started to break down. I think it's important to look for patterns in our own behavior and to try to learn from situations like this so we don't repeat our mistakes. If I'm really peeling back the layers, and it appears as if I am, I'm going to let you in on this little secret. The real reason I think I'm single is because I'm afraid of making the same mistake. Meeting a man who I fall in love with, who's not a match, and it leads to divorce. And here's the kicker. I've wasted so much time now that I can't afford to date for four years like I did before. Well, not if I'm hoping to start a family with this, you know, fictitious dream man. Come on, ladies. We've all done this calculation in our head. If I meet my dream man tomorrow, and we hit it off, and we start dating exclusively, realistically, we date for, what, at least a year before we decide we want to be together? Then he proposes. Then we have to plan a wedding. So let's just say another six months pass. We get married, then we try to get pregnant, and God knows how long that will take at this age. (laughs) And then maybe, maybe by 40, I have everything I've ever wanted, a family of my own. And that's really if everything were to go as planned. But this very scenario just played out for one of my sweet friends who is so deserving of all this. She met her guy on The League, an app I haven't said much about in my blog or anywhere else because I haven't had much success on it. For her, it's a different story. She found her fireman, they got engaged, moved in together, planned a wedding, got married, and had a baby all in the same year. She essentially crossed off five major life events in under 365 days. If that doesn't give you hope, I'm not sure what will. And it seems just like yesterday, she and I were at Irks on a Friday night chatting about terrible dates. 
She was teaching me how to make men approach you with your eyes. It's such a trip. She stares a hole right through them. She stared a hole through this guy at the bar, and literally he came and sat down at our table. I haven't quite mastered that move yet. I'm more of a loud laugher, snorter, draw attention to myself kind of gal. So what I haven't told you yet is Destiny's last name. The day we were married, I became Mrs. Butts. Yep, B-U-T-T-S. This was a huge point of contention for me. Well, for both of us. He had lived with his name for his entire lifetime. He was 33 when we got married. I wasn't ready to take that on. Remember I dated Destiny for four years before we were married? And during those four years, I witnessed all the jokes, comments, and heckling he received for something that was out of his control. He had, and I'm sure he still does to this day, thick skin. He'd dish some smart-ass comment right back, or he'd tell the story of how his parents named him. (laughs) I'm sure this was a farce, but it was funny nonetheless. He described his parents as free spirits, hippies essentially. Then he'd say they were sitting around one night smoking a bowl, and his dad took a hit and choked on the smoke. (laughs) He said, we should name him Destiny. There was no combination of my name that sounded nice with butts. You know, as a teenager, when you practiced writing your first name with your crush's last on the cover of your Trapper Keeper? Yeah, I was not in any way, shape, or form trying to write Aaron Lynn, Lynn spelled with one N, butts, or even worse, Aaron Lynn Ramsey butts. It's hard enough as a woman to give up your last name you carried for your entire lifetime, but then to give it up to that? Well, you get where I'm coming from. So I did what any logical girl would do in my situation. I begged him to change his name. Indigo by Scott Ramsey. See, Scott was his middle name. Destiny Scott Butts. Another joke he loved to tell. Say it really fast to yourself. And of course, I think Ramsey is a badass last name. Maybe I should quit with the ass jokes, huh? Ass butts. Oh my god. You guys, I'm a salesperson. I'm good at selling. I couldn't close this guy on changing his name for the life of me. I mean, it was half kidding, but really? You never realize how much you use your name until you become a butts. And then you make any attempt to not have to disclose it. But again, Destiny has thick skin. Me, not so much. He also thought it was hilarious when people expected a Las Vegas call girl to show up instead of a white, black, Indian with a feather, husky man. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Destiny butts trumps even Stormy Daniels. Pun intended. I also hate to admit this because this basically confirms I'm a little cuckoo, but I thought maybe I could petition to have the meaning of the word changed. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds coming out of my mouth? (laughs) I, Aaron Lynn Ramsey, not butts, I never legally changed it, thought I could call up Webster himself and change the meaning of a word that's been around since circa 1400s. Yep. NBD, I got this. Meanwhile, while I was trying to convince Destiny to change his identity and drafting a new meaning to a word that has been around for 600 plus years, I was also begging my childhood friend from elementary school to buy me this pink zip-up hoodie with the words Mrs. Butts spelled out in rhinestones across the back. I don't know why I had to have this, but I did. And she came through. I kept that hoodie for years, and even though the idea of the hoodie sparked joy, we had to part ways. 
I do have one treasure that still encompasses Mr. and Mrs. Butts, our wedding favors. Typically, wedding favors are tasteful. I've been given candles, candies, wine stoppers, even a cactus. But I had my heart set on something else, personalized shot glasses. Disney and I had one of those fun drawings done of us at some event where we look like a cartoon character. It was a spitting image of us. I will post a picture on my Instagram story so you can see the similarities. He had an eight pack. Never in our seven years did he have an eight pack. I had a teeny itty bitty waist and big boobs. The big boobs, maybe yes. The itty bitty teeny waist, never. Then we created a personalized message for our guests on the back. I went to the butt's wedding and all I got was hungover. When I told my mom what I intended on giving our wedding guests, she cried. Not tears because she thought it was so clever and funny, but tears because she was mortified that I wanted to send my guests away with what to her was in poor taste. Mom and I still chuckle to this day because guess what? These shot glasses, they've lasted longer than my marriage. And you know what? They do spark joy. And my friends love to send me pictures of them taking shots with them to this day. In fact, I recently went back to Temecula to draft my fantasy football team with my favorite group of guys. I will have you know, Eyes Up Here Boys is 3-1 this season. It's my year. I just know it. So I walk into the backyard, and everyone is outside waiting for me. And you know what they had poured ready to go? A shot. And you know what shot glass that was in? Yep, you guessed it. The butt shot glass. I'm telling you, if you were lucky enough to get one, I hope you treasured it. They're a classic. Similar to our taste in wedding favors was our desire to make our ceremony different. The guys walked down the aisle to So Fresh and So Clean by Outcast. The girls to Strawberry Fields Forever, the Ben Harbor rendition. And I walked down the aisle after downing a lemon drop martini to Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Brother Is. Disclaimer, you better be damn sure when you pick a wedding song that isn't the traditional dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, that your marriage is going to last. Because if you pick a beautiful song about rainbows, sung by a charming Hawaiian man, may he rest in peace, you will hear that song in coffee shops, restaurants, hair salons, on your friend's chill Pandora playlist, and in hotel lobbies for the rest of your life. Destiny and I went to marriage counseling before we tied the knot. We had three sessions. Three wasn't enough, obviously. But we did attempt to practice what my dad calls the six P's in our relationship. Prior planning prevents piss-poor performance. I was today's years old when I learned that my dad took liberty in adding his own P. And really, it's only the five P's. The more you know. But yes, we tried to set ourselves up for success. After my lemon drop, I made my way down the aisle. He was teary-eyed. I never asked him what made him tear up. Hopefully he thought I was beautiful, like a sweet angel gliding down the aisle. And he wasn't crying because he was losing his freedom. But at the time, I thought it was sweet. I got a standing ovation, but I suppose every bride does. It was time to exchange vows, and the pastor asked for the rings. Destiny handed him mine, and I turned to my maid of honor to get his. She had this look in her eye. Like, oh shit. <laughs> we had been friends since sixth grade and I pretty much knew all of her tells. But she played it off, calm, cool, and collected. 
She removed her engagement ring from her left finger, passed it to me, and I put it in the hand of the pastor. He couldn't help but smirk. Destiny handled this pretty well, but he also gave me a look. Like, really, Aaron? His ring was pretty cool, too. It was made of tungsten carbine, and the jeweler told us you could basically run it over with a truck, and it wouldn't bust. Of course, we had to test that theory. No, no, we didn't do that. But Destiny did love that he could use it to open beer bottles with little ease. So on August 1st, 2008, I placed my friend Kim's engagement ring on his left hand and said I do. After the ceremony, I did go back and find his ring, not just for the pictures, but also so he could open as many new castles as his heart desired. I think he made some smart-ass remark during the ceremony. Isn't there a vow that goes something like, I give you this ring as a pledge of my love and commitment, and I think he said, in someone else's happiness? (laughs) The night of our wedding, we were exhausted, but we were also hungry. I told you Destiny loved California burritos, so we went to the taco shop in the wee hours of the night with one of our friends. We all came back and ate and passed out in our room. Yes, on our wedding night, we had a sleepover. The only baby making that night occurred in the form of a food baby. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so stupid. Ah! We went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. A dear friend of mine who also worked for me at the car dealership gifted us his timeshare for the week. Hawaii was fun. We ate good food. We enjoyed the most beautiful beaches and scenery. Destiny surfed and I read magazines on the shore. I mean, it was very similar to being home in Carlsbad on our beach. There wasn't a ton of romance that occurred. You think as newlyweds, we would have exuded some sort of joint energy, but we didn't. We were happy and we loved one another, but maybe we weren't in love. Life kind of went on from there. After you open your gifts and put away all the items from your registry you think you're going to use, but some you never even take out of the box, and you write your thank you notes, life presses on. Then one day you get home from work and your husband is standing by the sink when you walk in. You plop on the couch because you're exhausted and your puppy nestles against you as if he's been a good boy and not peed on the floor that day. He for sure peed. The dog, not Destiny. But then the words I can hear clear as day came out of his mouth. Destiny's not the dog. Oh boy, I made that more complicated than it needed to be. Destiny said, I never wanted to be married and I don't want to have children. Have you ever wondered what you'd do if you were in a fight or flight situation? Well, that day, I reacted in a way that is very opposing how I would normally respond to a conversation like this one. I said, okay, then I think we're done. My typical response would have been to piece it back together, to work to solve the problem, to not give up until I fixed it. But not this time. This time something innate in my being forced these words to the surface with confidence. In our seven years together, Destiny and I moved four times. Every time I coordinated the moving truck, the cable, the phone service, anything that had to be canceled and restarted at the new location, this time he found an apartment and he did all the coordinating on his own. It was hard to watch. We played on a softball team back then with a friend who's a lawyer at Bender & Associates. Destiny and I used to joke with him about who'd get to him first if we ever were to divorce. Well, I did. After all, he was my BF bender. Our divorce was amicable. 
My dad suggested I let him have whatever he wanted. It was all materialistic items at the end of the day, and I realized they could all be replaced. All I wanted was the dog in the house, which seemed to be fair, as it was my money down. It took me over a year to remove our wedding photos from the wall. In my defense, they were beautiful photos. And at that time, believe it or not, I was still paying for the photographer because we had to have a certain photographer and he was expensive. I think it was $4,500 if I remember correctly. I was getting my money's worth. It took a friend coming over and saying, how are you gonna explain this when you meet a nice guy and invite him over? She had a point. So out with the old and in with the new. I still have a few Christmas ornaments to this day that were gifted to us that I come across each year. Like, surprise, you were married 11 years ago. (laughs) They don't really spark joy, but they're a solid reminder of how far I've come. Because when you get divorced, it's similar to what you experience with death. There's this person you loved that is no longer there. Your entire life flips upside down. Only in divorce, sometimes your friends feel like they have to choose a side. You make silly decisions like, do I delete his family off of social media? Do I delete him? I never deleted Destiny's family. They're kind people, especially his mom. She was always good to me. He eventually deleted me, then added me back, and then deleted me again. (laughs) I can't even begin to explain how embarrassed I was about being divorced. I felt like a failure. I'd never failed at anything in my life. I've never quit anything either. I hated this part of my story for so long. You know they have a special box on medical forms that says divorced? Yep. Maybe you haven't noticed, but they're single, married, divorced. I want to mark single, but I am divorced. Why don't you just pin the scarlet letter D to my chest and we'll call it a day? Now I'm getting on my soapbox, but if you can have a common law marriage after seven years, then I can have a second coming of singlehood. I mark single now. Joke's on you, Etna. Through this journey, I found myself again. If I ever choose to pick up the phone when my destiny is calling me, I'd like to tell him thank you. He gave me my life back and a second chance to achieve the goals I have for myself, to have a family and to meet someone who loves me, like really loves me, and for that I'm grateful. A friend of mine once told me that this was my starter marriage. I guess that's a thing. Hell, Brittany had two and a major meltdown, so I guess in comparison I'm doing all right. The important thing here is that I allowed myself time to heal. Once you're removed from the situation, you see things so much clearer. You're not as emotionally embedded in the situation and you can evaluate things logically. Here are a few things that I learned from this experience. You can't change the past. People's opinions don't define your reality. Everyone is on their own journey. Judgments, they're not about you. Overthinking, it'll lead to sadness. Happiness can only be found within. Your thoughts affect your mood. Smiles are free. Kindness is contagious. It's okay to let go and move on. And things get better with time. Matters of the heart are never easy but your heart will heal. Time does help. Support from family and friends powers you, and hope provides comfort that this too shall pass. And it does. 
And then you dust yourself off and get back on the horse or become a lesbian. I'm giving myself a few years before I go that route. But ladies, I get it. Sometimes they joke and say, I don't need a man. I need a wife. I think big love was on to something. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. If you're divorced or going through one, or even dealing with a breakup, I hope hearing my story has inspired you to get back out there. Don't give up on love, but make sure the timing is right for you. And always remember, it's better to be single than in the wrong relationship. Follow your favorite single girl at You're Such a Catch on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time.